Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. Little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken wings. It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. Welcome to episode 99 of the Loud Pedal Podcast, the Wayne Gretzky episode of uh, Loud The Pedal. 99P oh, episode. The, the 99P, right? That's, didn't you make the Chili Bowl with that number? Yep. Oh, boy. What's your number going to be this year, by the way? 58 who's 58 is there any is there's not even a famous 58 is there i don't think i'm about to make it famous <laughs> hopefully for better hanging, hopefully hanging for up better in the rafters hanging up yeah. in the rafters <laughs> yeah for better or worse <laughs> the 99th episode of the loud pedal podcast um we are hoping to on episode 100 we've been we've been discussing potentially getting on uh, Kyle Larson and grilling him on why he's not coming to the Chili Bowl uh, because we know the reason why he's not coming to the Chili Bowl, and that's because he's going to race a freaking late model uh, out West. So during the same exact week, but uh, neither here nor there. He can't win the Chili Bowl anymore. You know, he can't win a midget race anymore. Obviously we saw that Turkey night, so he's got to go race late models. Uh, so, uh, but anyways, maybe we'll get Larson on the hundredth episode, a huge episode uh, on the loud pedal podcast uh, today on the show, Lacey Doyle. Um, she considers herself the car chief for Justin Grant, right? At RMS racing. She is the shop manager at RMS. Clinton Boyles used to be the shop manager when he stepped down to go work for hundred percent. His, um, son, I almost called him his son-in-law, his brother-in-law, uh, Hunter Schoenberg on the all-star tour. Lacey Doyle took over as the shop manager. She is, I mean, the car chief for Justin Grant. She does all the work on the car for Justin Grant. Grant just kind of makes the calls and they've won six races this year with the USAC national midget series and uh, one Turkey night, big night for them. Uh, over yeah. The, and, over the weekend. Yeah. And, and, you know, Lacey's an engineer by trade I and mean, went to school to be an engineer and um, 
you know, you'll hear in her interview, she's um, got lots of experience and other things that, you know, have allowed her to kind of jump into this open wheel stuff and, and still, you know, has to learn things admittedly, but, you know, is bringing a lot of, um, of smarts, frankly, to um, this industry, you know, and um, I think it's really cool that not only is, is, you know, she an engineer, but she's also a female, obviously. And, and that's great to have, um, you know, somebody is uh, somebody like her, frankly, uh, in the in the industry and, and in the pits doing what she's doing. So um, it's been been really cool to follow her and, and follow her success. We are recording this Wednesday, November 30th. Um, so happy Turkey Day. We have past Thanksgiving. Uh, we have to rush this, though, because we have still yet to pay for Zoom uh, and the upgrade is happening in about two and a half minutes. So we need to jump right to our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. Brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration. Uh, visit them at sundollar.net. Water, fire, mold restoration in the greater Indianapolis area. They'll put a roof on your house. And they are great people. Jason and Kim are great friends of Dylan and I. And uh, they support racing. So we support them and everything they do. Uh, what about who's your hat shakes here? I, I mean, your, your, your team here, D Welch did pretty well out West. They put both cars in the, the Turkey night, uh, grand prix, uh, uh, what is it? Abacus racing. Yeah. Um, what, what, what do you got for your hat shake this week? As yeah. We rush this. I was going to score some brownie points and give one to, to the team, to Abacus, but also to Daniel Whitley, you know, who's, who's the, uh, who drives the 57 car. Um, he was, I thought he was really impressive. I mean, CB was too, but I thought Whitley was just like fast and just really good. You know, need some more laps to kind of learn how to race. Um, but that'll come, but he's fast, you know, and he's aggressive and he, he makes good moves and, um, have never heard of him, you know, a couple months ago, I thought he had a really good showing out there. So, um, excited to be teammates with him at Chili Bowl and, and excited to see the speed that those guys had, uh, in both cars out there, you know, all month. So it should be a good, uh, good indoor season. My hat shake is going to Buddy Kofoid and Jared over at KKM for one of the most impressive midget seasons to ever be tallied. Um, 13 wins the final night. Well, actually the second to last night at Merced, November 23rd, they drove from 14th to second, uh, in one corner, I think I'm pretty sure. Um, no, they, they won the race at Merced. Uh, it looks like they were racing on the world of outlaws game on Xbox on easy mode. Like it was <laughs> insane. Um, Kofoid 13 wins this year. If it's the last time we see him with the USAC national midget series, he is going to go down as a top five midget driver of all time. In my opinion, he is one of, uh, the greatest assistant in a midget and congratulations on the season they had. Let's chat with Lacey Doyle. Those are our Sun Dollar restoration hat shakes of the week. Play dirt draft this week. It's a big week. Um, whoever's going on, uh, dirtdraft.com. You can check them out. Our friends there. We are out of time. Let's check with Lacey. She is next. Welcome back to the Loud Pedal Podcast, episode 99. We're joined by Lacey Doyle, as we promised, the crew chief for Justin Grant, who works with RMS Racing. Uh, Lacey, congratulations on the Turkey Night win, obviously. You guys got some big wins out west, uh, but thanks for coming on the show. This is your first time on the show, right? Yep. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's the first time on the show. I was kind of kind of nervous here. 
<laughs> so, so tell your story to people that, that don't know, how did you get involved in racing at all? And then, and kind of, how did you end up with the RMS guys? Um, well, to kind of shorten it up, I did, I did, uh, some machining classes in high school, which led me to be a MET student at Purdue Northwest. And I did a Baja racing team with the, the SAE Baja team there for four years. And that kind of led me to do some fab work. And that's kind of how I fell in with Joe at EnviroFab. I, I was a welder for him. And I specifically found him and I actually messaged him on Facebook to get a job <laughs> because I saw that he built race cars on the side and uh, I wanted to work my way into doing that. So I, I uh, was mainly a fab worker for like six months or so before I started really doing anything on the race cars. Um, but Joe let me build spare parts and stuff when Clinton Boyles was our shop manager. And then um, eventually I took over the man management position at RMS and it's kind of progressed from there. Slowly but surely. I saw that Clinton was out there helping you guys. He, he was the shop manager before you, right? Um, was, yeah. he, was he back working with you guys a little bit? Um, so this year we kind of like, RMS used to have a lot of people come to the racetrack and help them out, but we kind of like uh, downsized a little bit. And with Justin, I, there, was, there was aspects that I couldn't really help Justin with at the racetrack because I'm so new to it. So we kind of brought Clinton out there because Clinton himself is a driver, him and Justin are buddies. So they have a connection that like me and Justin don't have. And uh, Clinton can really help him with like where to drive, like setup stuff. Whereas I'm still learning all this setup stuff on the car. And so we kind of brought him out there for his knowledge and the fact that he's one of Justin's friends that can that had the time to come out there and help us for the whole time so what is what is your like at the racetrack like what's your day-to-day -day role like do you are you hands-on with the car or are you just kind of directing people and telling people what to do like what what is your your job title when you guys are going racing so I do I am the shop manager so I I manage like when we get there I I kind of lay out our pit area, make sure everything is set up nicely and everybody has room to work. I make sure uh, people have all the parts and consumables and stuff that they need. But along with that, I am the primary worker on Grant's car. So I don't, I don't call myself a crew chief because Justin essentially crew chiefs his own car. I've been going by car chief because I do a majority, I do like the work on his car at the track like I do all the maintenance and such like by myself most of the time I do is tires and all of that but I don't really make like setup calls the way Justin does so essentially I do all the things minus make the big calls on the car <laughs> yeah no that makes yeah. sense yeah you're basically yeah. the head wrench and then Justin is kind of his own crew chief and makes makes the calls on the car right but you've learned a lot from him though right like in, in setups and so yeah I have that's uh, before, before he was, before this year, we had Donnie Gentry, that was his actual crew chief and they would go back and forth. But like, like I said, I, I don't have enough knowledge to be able to do that back and forth, um, 
thing with him. So like, that's why we kind of brought Clinton out. Clinton ended up helping me uh, do maintenance and stuff, make my day a little bit easier. And then he would help Justin go back and forth and decide what was good, what was too far and all that. So just because it, it was such a big swing and it was a big deal to get back to where we started the year with, you know. Are you interested in, in becoming like a actual crew chief at some point? Like, is that, is that a goal of yours or are you, you kind of happy where you're at in that role? That's kind of, that's kind of the end goal, but I've realized it's going to take a lot longer than I thought. Like when I came into this, I really didn't have a goal. I was just happy. I was just happy to be here to be honest with you. I was just happy to do anything and everything that I could to like help the team. But, uh, that, recently especially after this trip with what I've learned and stuff like that is essentially my end goal but I realized that's going to take a lot more time and like effort than I had realized in the beginning but I'm, I'm willing to put in the time and effort to do that so just one step at a time to get to that level I guess yeah it's tricky because Baja racing um, is a lot different than, than circle mm -hmm. track racing right the circle track cars I mean a centimeter could change the way the, the, the car gets around the track. Right. Whereas Baja, it's more erratic. You know, there's jumps, lefts and right turns. I mean, have you found that these race cars though beautiful and though you, you really wanted to get your hands on them are really tough to figure out? Yes. And especially because like, when I say I did Baja racing, I, what we did in college was I was an engineering student. So we, we designed the cars and fabricated everything on them. So I've, I've machined gearboxes. I built suspension systems. I built frames, stuff like that. So it wasn't ever really like we were setting the car up. We were like, oh, this, this might work. This geometry works for this kind of uh, event that we're doing. So it's completely different. It's just I had the, I'm, had the mechanical side of the hands-on aspect to help me be able to do the hands-on portion of these cars so I I really had no knowledge of setup stuff in general <laughs> on cars let alone the midgets which I have come to realize like it's simple four corners but there's a lot to do with the track and tires and bars and all of that so shocks don't even I don't even pay attention to shocks I'm like you got your shocks like that's the one thing the drivers 100% take care of is they decide their shock packages. They decide, I, I'm like, I'll get them to CSI for you, but you have to tell them what you want done. To. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, that's interesting. But like, so is there anything from that way of thinking, like the, the kind of math geometry way of thinking that you went to school for and, and, and did with your other stuff that has applied to this form of racing? Like there obviously are more variables, like you mentioned, but has that way of thinking translated at all to, to the, the open wheel midget stuff that you've been doing? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like the, the background mindset of it, like the understanding of it definitely had like the understanding of like what I learned in college has helped me understand this, the whole midget racing concept better and like the setup stuff better. Because like, if I, I don't think I would really understand what's going on with the race car at all if I didn't go to school. <laughs> like, um, like when me and Justin bring the car back and we scale it and like the weight 
the weight ratio on the corners, like center gravity, all of that, where you're looking at the car in like a, a static position, like that makes a lot more sense to me knowing what I know from college. Sure. Like if I just, if I just knew how to turn a wrench and be like, Oh, I know how to tighten bolts and put things together. Like, I'd be like, I don't, I have no clue what we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It seems like, well, well, every time I visited you guys, right. Your shop and stuff like that, um, Joe and, and Dave, and those guys are really, uh, are cool to work for. Um, you enjoy working for RMS racing, right. And also, um, I think Dave is also proud of the fact that you are one of few women that work on these race cars. Are you proud of that fact as well? Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's, uh, that's part of the, that's one of the, um, best parts about this is that like in high school, like I never had anybody to look up to like that. Like I kind of just like made my own way. So like ever since high school, I've had to like, I was like one of those people that did it first. So like everybody's always wants to do like an interview or put like I was in the newspaper in college because I was the female lead female welder at for Purdue Northwest Baja and then I worked in the shop like in high school I had a two-page spread in the yearbook because I was the first girl in high school to do four years of machine shop like and after the fact I see a lot more girls go into that specific thing like when I left high school I talked to my teacher a little bit two years later and he's like yeah after you left there was like 10 girls that joined my introductory class so it really it's kind of a big deal like I don't like to like push it on people but it's kind of a big deal for me essentially because it's something that I wish I had more of growing up but it's I guess at least at minimum I could be that for somebody else even though I didn't really have that where where did you where did you find the passion for that those trades like were you were you exposed to that at a young age or or why is that what you wanted to do um I mean not really it it's really weird it just like kind of popped out of nowhere like my dad was a uh, construction worker my whole life so like I would go, I would get my like little hammer set and he would let me like pound nails into a piece of wood when I was younger, you know, like that was like the extent of it really. And it really started in high school because I wanted to do a wood shop class, but they didn't have that. So I did that machine shop class and that actually led to me being an oil tech for three years because my buddies were in there and I was like, I want to learn about cars, like just like regular cars, but I have no I know nothing about them and they're like oh you're fine we'll get you in there and we'll teach you how to do it so I did oil changes and tires and brakes for three years at the end of high school and going into college and then I found the Baja team and the working as an oil tech kind of helped me already know how to work on cars in that in that way so and then the machining so it all kind of stemmed from high school, I guess, I guess I could say high school is where I really found the, the drive for those kinds of kinds of things. And I just found that I was good at them. So I really liked that. Like I was just, it was just something that came naturally. Like I naturally just was able to learn it and be good at it. So it's never really been hard for me. Mm -hmm. Where did you go to high school? Um, Lake Central. Oh yeah. 
cool. Yeah. Where I, wish, I wish I had those opportunities at my high school. That's that's awesome yeah. stuff. That's cool. I had like a graduating class of like twelve hundred kids, so it was it was a big high school. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dylan cannot work on a race car. Uh, he sits <laughs> he sits in them and drives them. Right. <laughs> Nobody ever let me. <laughs> there's a reason for that no I'm just kidding I'm just kidding I'm just kidding uh no it's it's cool because so Flo yesterday they did like this um film uh well the the dirt series film right your guys' team's featured in it twice with Justin Grant and, and Thomas Reserol that's going to be coming out uh, on Flow Racing well there's this really cool scene from the Chili Bowl last year um where Justin was like everyone get away from my GD race car and Lacey is working on this thing because there was an electrical issue uh, rolling down the ramp and you were actually in the car uh, as you were going down the ramp, fixing an electrical issue, right? Like you, was, do you, do you <laughs> love crunching like uh, last minute issues? I mean, like, are you, are you good at like working under pressure like that? Um, I like in that kind of aspect, I am like when we're, when we're at the racetrack, like that was that that was like a little bit of an easier issue to fix. But like when we're at the racetrack and we're like fixing stuff in pit lane and stuff like that, uh, I get a little flustered sometimes because there's, it's the amount of people that are there that are trying to help fix it. That kind of gets me all over the place. But at Chili Bowl specifically, that was, that was because um, uh, there was all those people who were part of our team and me and Justin had been working on the car and all of that together for that whole time. And just too many people were around it. And I was the one that was asking questions like, Hey, is it this? Cause everybody's just like freaking out. And I was like, well, did we check this? Did we check this? Cause it could only be a handful of things with the electrical. Cause I, I had been working on the car all week. I know what was touched and what was not, you know? So <laughs> He, he kind of, I think he got kind of flustered because there was six people around his car. Nobody was actually asking the right questions and checking things off the list. They were all re-looking at the same thing maybe and um, ended up being something inside the car that was messed up that we had to have him fix. And I, <clears throat> while he was doing that, I started put, plugging everything back in because everybody started unplugging stuff, making sure it wasn't like, ignition box or something outside of the car or like batteries and stuff so that's that's actually what you see me doing I was plugging the ignition box back in and putting the panels back on the car so there wasn't floppy panels everywhere <laughs> and they started pushing the car I'm like okay well I guess I guess I I'm here so just keep pushing and I'll finish this up <laughs> you're obviously like really you know switched on and, and just intelligent about these race cars and stuff and I know your team obviously appreciate you but what what is the like have do you feel like you've been welcomed into kind of this part of the sport like has everybody been welcoming to you despite you being you know one of the only female in in kind of this industry like what has your reception been if you don't mind me asking um well now now everybody <laughs> now everybody is at like this point in time everybody is but like at the beginning it was it was a little hard for me because like me not coming in here with like no knowledge of like when I started I didn't even know what midgets were so like that's how that's how fresh I was to say so at the beginning it was a little hard for 
people that were around our team and stuff to do that minus Joe and Dave like they they would be at the shop and they would know what know the things that I knew how to do and like didn't know how to do but they would also they also knew that I was like a questions person like I would ask I was like I'm gonna ask you stupid questions just so I can verify myself sometimes I might ask the same question three times just to make sure I know right um Joe and Dave are actually the ones that helped me gain that that confidence and the respect from others because there had been times where Joe was like look you have to you can't like be mad that she's here working on it you have to let her help because she knows what's going on like she actually goes back to the shop like there was at that time like I said it was only like um, Clinton Boyles was the shop manager so he mainly did the car stuff but like I was around for a lot of the other aspects of it and I knew things to do on the cars but like I I would never set my boundary of I would never try to do something I didn't know how to do if I didn't know how to do something I I would just be like look I don't know how to do that so (laughs) unless you have time to teach me I'm not that's just not something I do so it was it was hard at the beginning but um like I said Joe and Dave kind of really helped uh, help me gain that respect from people until I was able to do it myself and like prove myself to people. Sure. Yeah. And you get to hang out, you get to hang and build the cars more than anybody, right? You're the shop manager. So you're in there and you know, the back ends in and out of the cars and, and stuff like yeah. that. You guys won uh, six races with USAC this year, you and Grant specifically. Um, RMS won the first four races of the season with USAC. You know, you and Grant both swept Ocala, and then Team mm-hmm. S won the first night at the Southern Illinois Center, and then you guys won, of course, uh, of course, the last night in DeCoin, and then uh, finished off the season uh, at Turkey Night. I mean, two different race car drivers, right? Thomas Meserol and Justin Grant. You got like one guy who's super wild. Uh, I do notice that Team S also does his own shocks too, but they do, mm-hmm. they both have a different personality when it comes to uh, working on the race car as well. Uh, you know, team has more laid back where Grant is more like diligent, taking notes and stuff like that. They both know how to rip though. Don't they? Yeah. hundred percent. It's, it's always crazy how good they both are, but they're so much different, but they're like very similar in the, in aspects too. Like, but um I don't know. They are very much different, though, <laughs> at the racetrack, on and off the racetrack, I should say. Yeah, for sure. What? So I guess before we get you out of here, what, what do you want to accomplish? Like, what's your ultimate goal in racing? Are you good? You know, do you want to stay where you're at? Do you want to go work IndyCar? Do you want to work in NASCAR? I mean, do you have an ultimate goal and where you want to end up uh, in racing? Um, I haven't really gotten that far. I haven't gotten that far. Like I said, I, I never really had all this was kind of like not like toss into my lap but it's nothing that I ever thought I would actually get to do and I never saw my life going this direction so essentially right now at this very moment I would like to progress in um, the open wheel racing and be able to be a crew chief on my own without like I want to make the calls I want to learn and do that and have that kind of confidence in myself before I move on to anything that's like bigger, I guess I should say. But yeah. if, if an opportunity presents itself somewhere else that that could be good for me and 
provide like more learning opportunities for me, I might have to take it. But as of right now, I'm, I'm really happy with the people I'm around and um, the knowledge I've been gaining. Like even this trip, I, I learned a lot and there's a lot of things I want to do differently at RMS from this trip to make us better and make us a better team. So, yeah. I'm sure you guys' Chili Bowl plans have already been in the works, right? Like you guys are already almost done with those cars? Yeah. Well, actually, the cars are were done from last year. All I have to do is put a motor in them, a seat in them, and a wiring harness. And they're basically done. Do, do my once-over, grease some things, and those are basically done. So. Yeah. Dave said yeah. that you guys are only running two cars this year, right? Um. That was the idea. I think that's already changed. I ended up with another driver's seat in my in my trailer coming home from uh, California. I won't name names yet, but because I don't know <laughs> if anybody said anything, <laughs> but I ended up with an extra driver's seat in there. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> the <laughs> amount of cars is still to be determined. <laughs> I was going to say, you guys have had like six cars the past couple of years, I think, or something like that with, with uh, Basin and Brad Sweet and uh, I think David Gravel even ran for you guys at one point. Um, but then yep. Dave was like, I only want to do two. You know, we got two full-time guys. Let's just go to the Chili Bowl, try to win it with two guys. And then now we got a third seat coming back. So we don't we don't know what's happening. Yeah. Here, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, it's still to be determined. Like I said, we'll, we'll see how far it goes. It might, we might just end up with six cars. I was trying to sell at least two of them before we got the Chili Bowl so that there wasn't an option. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> to minimize the amount of cars we bring but uh yeah they're still still in my shop so there's still the option of having two <laughs> extra cars and i have a new frame there so god sell knows them sell them off get a sprint car that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's the next uh, idea right that's that's what i was hoping for that's what we were talking about for a while we were talking about uh getting a sprint car and going you know, sprint car racing for fun at local stuff but my dreams were crushed with that <laughs> <laughs> but it's still an option it's still in the air it's just a matter of finding time to do that i cool. guess well congratulations on the year you guys had uh congrats on the turkey night win and we'll see you at the chili bowl all right all right thank you so much <laughs> yep i'll see you at chili bowl <laughs>